Hi, welcome to Swancast. Uh, as most of you know, we at Staines Rugby Club are really keen to make rugby a really safe place to be and to look after our teammates with mental health problems. So we've teamed up with Blokes, a great new platform for uh, raising awareness of men's mental health and for people to be able to talk to each other. Please look them up on any great social media. They will be underscore blokes. They're a great organisation. We're really proud to be working with them. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's Swancast. Um, just a slight catch in my voice there because um, we started recording this and I managed to hit pause. So we're going again. Um, really lucky this week to be joined by um, Crusaders New Zealand rugby player Hugh Renton joining me all the way from late evening in South Island, New Zealand. So, um, Hugh, if you could just introduce yourself to the guys again. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, cheers, Nick. Um, no, really grateful for for you inviting me onto the Swancast. Um, exciting times to talk about rugby and mental health and all things life because um, it's important. Uh, rugby is important. Mental health is important, and yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a privilege to be here. So thank you. Um, my name's yeah to the audience. My name's Hugh Renton. I was born and bred in Hawke's Bay in the North Island, New Zealand. Uh, moved uh, down to the South Island, down to Christchurch to to study. So studied a, a bit of a degree there, accounting, finance, psychology degree. Just about finished that and, and started playing rugby. Um, and worked, you know, worked through injuries as you do and, and played club rugby with a few of the old guys and the young guys coming through and then sort of been around the Crusaders environment a little bit and just signed up with the Tasman Marco up in and that's Sunny Nelson in the top of the South Island. So uh, we're about to start our Martin Cup competition up there. And um, yeah, it's exciting times ahead. So thanks for uh, having me on. No, that's cool. You Thank you for giving up your time. Um, so I... I wanted to talk to you this morning about New Zealand rugby, about how it sets a market for the world rugby and how we we all think how great it is consistently. But uh, I've actually finally managed to catch up with Hugh's Instagram this morning and I've got to change my whole approach to, to this chat. Um, as you know, uh, we at Staines Rugby Club are working really hard to, to make rugby a safe place, to make Staines a safe place for people to, to be and to talk about their mental wellness. Um, Hugh, I know that's that's a big thing for you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Hawke's Bay Farmers campaign? Yes, for sure. Yeah, so um, so born and bred from Hawke's Bay, as I mentioned, from the son of farmers. So, um, yeah, mum and dad, both farmers out there, sheep, beef and deer, about 1,500 um, acres there. And, yeah, been farming, been living out there my whole life, uh, five generations uh, we're for farming families there, so yeah, pretty important. And and obviously rugby runs through that as well. In New Zealand, um, rugby and farming sort of go go toe and toe together. Um, my father, um, as I mentioned, being a farmer all his life, but um, worked his way up through New Zealand schools team to New Zealand Colts, emerging players, and had a couple of trials for the All Blacks. Uh, he didn't quite make the All Blacks, but he was actually man of the match in one of the trials, which is an interesting fact. He was sort of played alongside uh, the likes of Michael Jones in, in that era. But um, yeah, the Hawke's Bay Farmers uh, campaign started basically to bring farming and Hawke's Bay together. And it started because um, obviously I have a background in farming growing up and being in a farming family and a rugby background. And this year in 2020 and sort of probably for 2019 and in a few years, Hawke's Bay's uh, a dry community and it suffered some really severe droughts. 
some extreme droughts actually, um, you know, 80-year droughts, 100-year droughts um, in this period. And this is, of course, made worse with COVID, shutting of the meatworks, can't process any animals, um, no feed around, can't really transport feed around or anything like that. And so I noticed farmers in Hawke's Bay, family, friends, they were really, you know, stressed. Uh, and with that comes anxiety, with that comes depression. Um, and my mum uh, still runs the farm. Obviously, I just mentioned my mum there because my dad actually passed away from suicide in 2017. Um, my dad wasn't a depressed guy, noticeably, or, or anything like that. He was a staunch, typical rugby bloke, typical um, Kiwi farmer, um, hard-nosed. But, yeah, he, he, was, he was really open about mental health as well. He, he had helped a couple of mates from depression and anxiety and was, I'd say, pretty modern uh, in terms of being modern for an old father. Um, and, and it affected him. And I saw it affected him, and that just made me realise, like, uh, mental health depression anxiety does not discriminate it doesn't discriminate if you're the leader it doesn't discriminate if you're you know you can't get out of bed or, or anything and I saw that affect dad I've seen it affect my family I've seen it affect my community I've seen it affect New Zealand New Zealand has one of the highest rates of, of suicide and mental health um, issues or illness throughout the world and for a small country that's not a very impressive stat to have um, so it's incredibly important to me and of course, um, rugby is incredibly important to me and rugby is incredibly important to New Zealand. So what, what was the Hawke's Bay Farmers campaign? So the Hawke's Bay Farming um, campaign was really bringing the two backbones of New Zealand um, farming, which is the backbone of New Zealand and, and helped you know, New Zealand through that lockdown COVID period in 2020 and, uh, and rugby and connect them again together. They've always been connected and this is a way to bring them back together. So um, playing rugby, I, I've met a few rugby rugby guys and, and had a few mates in rugby so I managed to reach out to a few All Blacks a um, couple of guys playing overseas um, from all different backgrounds as well to cover all areas and just just reached out and just said hey look I, I, I just want to raise awareness for Hawke's Bay farmers I want to give them a bit of an encouraging message I want to um, support them along and it's all about support and, and adding value and if um, you know a lot of farmers, they, they look up to rugby players. They are rugby players themselves. They love rugby. Um, to, to help them through the tough periods, it's just a, a message from someone they see playing in the All Blacks or, or playing overseas that they recognise as a rugby and just saying, hey, mate, like really thinking of you, um, you know, stay strong and continue. I think um, the first one we released was All Blacks captain Sam Kane, um, and he kindly... He kindly gave up his time to send a wee message, as, as all the guys kindly gave up their time to send a message and said, hey, look, we support you, Hawks Bay Farmers. We're, we're watching you. We're behind you. Um, tough times don't last. You know, continue through, and, and we're right behind you. And I think in life, the whole idea of it is, is farmers don't often want to be told what to do. Uh, rugby players probably sometimes don't want to be told what to do, you know. But just to know that someone's there supporting you goes a long way. And I know you could um, you could um, you could think like that as well, Nick. I know you think like that as well. You know, it's just support. It's just adding value, support, and knowing that people are there and bringing farming and rugby together. So that's exactly what we're about, mate. That's that's awesome. Um, I'm I not quite come from a farming background, but I studied at agricultural college oh, just yeah, before yeah. Um, foot and mouth swept through this country, well, and I lost yeah. I lost some friends um, when they watch their herds going up in smoke and on the pyres and that sort of thing. Um, so I get that completely. It's a, 
it's amazing, isn't it? The similarities. I, I hadn't thought of it before, but the similarities between farmers and rugby players, the, mm. the staunch, almost masculinity of the two the two groups goes goes yeah, really exactly hand in right. hand. Yeah, it's exactly right. And it's and you know, um just you know, I I am not a farmer myself or anything like that. Uh, I've just seen it and seen it with my own family and, and dad and, and come from a rugby background. So I just thought, you know, if we can add value and help in any way, then then why don't we do that? And had quite a few messages to say, like, you know, help me in a, in a certain way or just help me get out of bed in the morning, help motivate me. And, you know, it's it's not fixing the problem or doing anything like that, but it's just adding support. And if you can add support, that may help them to just last through a little bit, may help someone to just last through a little bit. And I'm fortunate myself as well. You know, I've had a, a couple of special messages from people I really look up to in the sporting arena and um, and that's just helped me. So I thought, you know, if we can do that in some capacity, then that, that could help others. That's, that's so cool. Um, I definitely, I'm, I'm going to send you the link to this one cast we did a couple of weeks ago with Paul, who's, who's one of our, sure. our players at Staines. Um, he talks about the, the need to talk and the need to share support. Um, yeah, what a guy. Um, real tear, tear jerker that one was. Um, yeah, I, we, we talked a bit about community and how, how rugby and farming are, are massively linked, um, particularly in New Zealand. In, in this country, it tends to be a, a much more middle class kind of kind of pastime but definitely New Zealand South Africa places like that rugby and farming are, are go hand in hand 100% what what do you think is the is the benefit of the community aspect of rugby in, in New Zealand yeah well i guess that um what do i think well i think uh, rugby is obviously New Zealand's most treasured sport and favorite sport and rugby is often a place that um, that is a sort of a language that speaks to itself. People understand rugby and understand language. Uh, it is a language, and they they understand that um, you know if they come to the pub and watch the rugby game or talk about rugby, that can often be an icebreaker for for people to to delve deeper into different things. It's often hard for Kiwi blokes, tough blokes in general, or, or people in general, to get out of their comfort zone, to get out of their comfort zone and talk about mental health, to talk about problems that they may face or, or things that they're not too sure about. And I think the importance of rugby uh, and the community aspect, which you just mentioned, is to be that bridge. It's to be that bridge of communication. It's to be that bridge of opening up. And um, yeah, it's to be that bridge of, hey, look, I battle with you on the rugby field and I've seen you you absolutely smash your guts out and go all day um, and I'm going to help you in this aspect as well. And I think rugby is a, is a, is a tool that, as you would agree, Nick, is just good for so many different aspects and coming together with your mates, um, sweating it out, um, you know, doing, doing some you know, hard work, doing something that's hard, uh, helping each other. It's all, it's all conducive to... You know, positive energy and a positive result, and I think that's the benefit for rugby I see at the moment. Is just um, yeah, the community aspect. In that way, I think um, I believe that yeah, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people love rugby. A lot of people play rugby, and I think the more you reach out, the more you ask for help, the more you get alongside people and make these uh, conversations more normal. It's the it's better. It's the better that the community will be. I oh, mate, that's that's so important. It's the, it's making it normal, isn't it? Um, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've encountered this and certainly Paul that I just spoke about. Um, and I encountered it as well when I was, when I was going through my particularly tough times, people looked at me and went, but you're, you're a big, tough rugby player. Um, you know, or you're a big, tough farmer or, you know, whatever, how can, how can you get in, into that situation? And, um, I think that's a, that's a stereotype that, yeah. Okay. So we might be big, tough farmers. We might be big, tough rugby players and yeah, put, put me in a pen with an angry steer and I'll be, I'll be laughing, but leave me on, on my own in a room and it's not going to go well. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, it's, it's about learning as well. I think, I think a lot of these periods and, and tough times, people were scared to, you know, fail or, or have a tough time or be in a vulnerable position or anything like that. But, it, it, you know, it, it is a learning opportunity at the end of the day and it's bloody hard because it's scary. Um, but you do learn, you do learn tools and you have to be open to learn. I mean, I think as men, we drive and drive and drive for success in the light. But often when you drive, there's a, you know, you go up the mountain and you've got to come down the mountain. And when you come down the mountain, you know, those dark periods can hit. Those dark periods can overshadow you. Those dark periods can close you in. And you've got to be, hey, look, you know, this is expected in life because life's not always up, up, up. You know, you're coming up and down, up and down. And then it's been able to have the tools and support to, to help you through the downs and help you up the ups. I think personally for me, the, the best thing has been able to, to help me in my career to go up uh, because I was always just trying to do it myself, do it myself and just, you know, and, and be that so single-minded focus and to actually have support to be like, yep, we'll help you here, help you here, this is to help you here. And then when you come down the mountain, it's, hey, look, we're helping you here, whether that's a, a counsellor, you know, just to, just to verbalise everything, get it out, and then allows you to just figure things out yourself. I mean, on the rugby field, we often we often try to do some skills and try to figure something out and try to get better. And look, we have coaches, we have our mates helping us out, but we don't often get them to do it for us. You know, we want to do it for ourselves. Okay, but we need to be accepting of that help and then figure out how does it work for me? How do I get better? How does this, you know, how do I get this learning out of it and apply it? And that's just the same as mental health, you know. We need to get the support, get the help, but then also think, frick, you know, I want to be better. I want to improve. How do I be better? How do I improve? And I think, yeah, rugby just has so many different analogies for that. I believe. I, I can't believe you just stole my word. I was just going to say analogies then, and I now I can't say it. But, but honestly, what what a, what a great comparison to yeah. learning a new skill and and dealing with mental health really is a new skill that I don't think we we get prepared for, right? Do we? But, and that kind kind of leads me on to to my next thing. Something I'm thinking about a lot as a as a rugby coach, as a, a developer of rugby coaches, as a director of rugby, all those all those things in my life. Um, what, what do you think is the role of the coach, particularly the youth coach in supporting young players in, in their learning how to manage their own mental health, their, their teammates' mental health, that sort of thing? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. And I don't think there's always just, there's never just one silver bullet, you know, that just fixes everything, that, that, that covers all bases. I'm lucky enough to have a lot of good coaches and be surrounded by a lot of good coaches and thinking about them, thinking about, um, you know, what they do really well is having a really good genuine connection. If you have a really genuine connection with um, your player uh, and, and it's a genuine connection 
often not even about rugby. It's about everything else outside of rugby in life, uh, what they're like, what their family's like, the stresses involved um, and everything because the coach knows how to coach rugby and play rugby and the player knows how to play rugby and there's often little adjustments that need to be made and improvements that need to be done. But the things that help the most is actually your life because rugby is, although to most people it's everything, it's only a small part of your life, you know. You may train a little bit here, you may be on the field for 80 minutes, but there's everything else that goes into that. So if the coach gets alongside someone, knows what their life's about, supports them, talks to them, allows that space to just be like, hey, look, how's your life going? And they don't need to have a big counsellor meeting. It's just, you know, this is what your life's about, how are you going, and really genuinely asking them a good question. And I think coaches that I've had, the Crusaders especially, they, they generally say, you know, like, how are you going, what are you doing, and, and get to know your life. Because, um, because if that's right, if the stress is, you know, at a manageable level, if anxiety or depression or anything, if, if you have support and a comfortable outlet, you're, you just feel freer, you feel more confident and the rugby speaks to itself. I think that's that's an important thing that I've found for coaches uh, in my aspect. I mean, how detailed can you get? I'm not too sure. I'm not a coach um, and I'm still learning. I'm still young. So so maybe maybe one day there'll be more concrete answers for you. Mate, that was, that was perfect. It sits exactly with my my thinking. The better you know you, the people around you, the better you you are yeah. to support them and it's it's just being genuine really isn't it it's, it's being genuine and and having that genuine connection to people and that goes back to community it goes back to farming it goes back to to the basis of rugby how do you get the best out of your mate next year how does he get the best out of you that trust aspect that trust aspect comes from having that good genuine connection uh, without an agenda without a worry of success or failure it's i got you no matter what you know and i think in mental health and uh, and illness and people and t- people speaking out is hey I got you no matter what no matter if you're gay straight um, no matter if you've got depression anxiety illness no matter what it's just uh, it's just good guys good genuine guys um, yeah going for what they love and, and yeah it it really is the best sport isn't it um, yeah. yeah when you can look at the guy that you just wouldn't spend time with off the field and just think, yeah, got you back. Exactly. This is us. Yeah. Um, it's a sport that transcends all ages, all sizes. We've heard it all before. You start at the grassroots level and you go up. And uh, yeah, I'm fortunate at the moment to be talking with, you, you may have seen my Insta, Gunnar Peterson, who's director of strength and conditioning at the LA Lakers. He says the same, you know, he's the top of the game. He's the highest of the high. He's coached guys like Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, Mike Tyson, trained all of them, and it's exactly the same there. If you have a good, genuine connection, if you work hard, if you really care about the person beside you, great things can come, and, you know, great lives can be lived, really. Yes, we're we're privileged to, to be in a position where we can reach out and potentially change people's lives for the better. But also, with that comes a great responsibility, doesn't it? Uh, that's a, that's something that sits heavily on my shoulders a lot of the time. I know that, um, mate. I'd, I've I've loved our time chatting about the the really important things in life. Um, just want to not lighten the mood, but um, yeah. talk talk a little bit about. Um, what, yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, what's it like being in the probably the most successful rugby franchise the world's ever seen? Yeah, it's. 
a good question and it's also a, a massive question because <laughs> I'm not sure what to compare it to because I haven't been in anything else. <clears throat> I think what Crusaders do, what Tasman Marco do, and I guess what the All Blacks do, the New Zealand ethos is just um, it's, it's hard work, it's detailed, it's nailing your role and always looking to get better. You know, if you're honest and you look to get better, you work hard, those are the platforms to, to, to then know all your lines, your moves, be really detailed with your running lines, with your passes, and want to get better because the level of competition is always better. I mean, there's just such depth of talent. You always have to be on your toes. Um, and, and, and that pushes you to a higher standard, I believe. And that's probably why New Zealand uh, is good at this level. Um, they they want to go to another level. You know, you always want to chase a higher high and, and get better because um, the world's catching up. Uh, the world has caught up. I mean, there's some great rugby being played all around the world. I guess that's the base of, of why New Zealand's good because their skill factor's good, their fitness and conditioning's good, and their, their mental strength is good, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's cool. Um, what about what about the Crusaders? Obviously, as a as a coach, um, as a rugby developer, um, modeled myself a lot on Razor. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I don't look very much like him, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm never never going to achieve that the height that, that he's going to reach. And my breakdancing is nothing by comparison. Um, what what's he like to to work with? Yeah, he's incredibly enthusiastic. He's uh, he's just all energy, all positivity. He just uh, he just really loves living in the moment. Uh, he surfs. He's he's got the surfy hair. He's he, you know he swags around and he he just got passion. <laughs> he's got passion for the game, and I think that's something that makes everyone good. You know, if you have the passion for the game, you can really um, just work all the time for it and and the thing about Razor is he's really detailed uh, he does a lot with the loose forwards in terms of the little details an example would be uh, in a tackle just the little elbow hooks to stop the offloads happening and uh, just just the little getting your head in close to try to to try to control the body weight of the opposition and he's really detailed with that I think you know it's fortunate that all the boys uh, in the Crusaders are top-level athletes and top-level rugby players, and so uh, with that, they you know they have that competitive mindset to keep getting better and better. And then the coaches come in and just fine-tune them, fine-tune them, and um, you know that comes out in the field because you know they're playing freely, they're playing confidently, um, and then the coaches come up with the with the master strokes to to get the job done. And some of, some of the stuff that you see on there. The super rugby pitches, particularly, particularly at rugby park, is just. I mean, yeah, well, I just from, I remember a crossfield kick from um, Richie last last yeah. season when I was sitting there. And, yeah, I want yeah, to use the words at, bloody hell, but um, I'm not going to. He's great. He's great at connecting the coaches, the different aspects. You know, the attack, the defence, the set piece. Uh, really connecting them all in to being on the same page, whether you're from one to fifteen to the to the reserves, you're all on the same page. And then it just comes down to, you know, basically nailing your own shit is what Richie Moanga always says. Nail your own shit, uh, and do your role, trust your teammate, you know, things come off. And that's when you see a kick by Richie, you know, there's been a lot of work to go into the week to nail the roles, to be in the right positions, and then he can release that kick confidently because he knows his mate's going to be there. He knows there, and it's 
it's often, you know, just comes down to that small percentage of skill, which uh, is fine-tuned and supported by having top-quality eyes watching on them all the time, being Razor and his coaching group. That That's so cool. Um, to to my player leadership group at Staines, re- remember that. I want to hear you guys saying that. Na- nail your own shit. Um, it doesn't mean what it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, just um, I, w- I want to hear that at practice tonight. Um Mate, we're, we're nearly done. We I try and keep these to, to half an hour and I know that you're a busy man and you've had a very tough day. So um, It's not too bad. It's been sunny here, so it's been pretty oh, good. That's all right then. That's all right. You're come, coming out of winter, looking towards the summer now. We're starting to yeah. think that it's getting colder. Um, so, mate, I've, what a great chat. Um, I love the work you're doing. Like I say, I want to put you in touch with Tom Home at, at Blokes um, and I'll send you the stuff that... Uh, that Paul had to say the other day because I think I think you'll really enjoy that. Um, Thank you. Great, great to chat. Let's let's stay in touch and we'll support you as best we can from the other side of the world. And um, yeah, let's let's see where this goes. Thanks again for your for your time. No, thank you very much. I mean, you're doing a great thing. You're talking about the the vulnerable points and hey, look. You're trying to make it normal, and you are making it normal, and it should be normal. And there's a massive, um, there's a massive thing that needs to be done. There's a massive movement that needs to be done. There's a massive improvement that needs to be done. We just talked about the game improving for New Zealanders. I think uh, being vulnerable and and improving in that aspect is a big area for rugby in general. So, and I thank you very much for your work, and thank you for having me on. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch and, and talk later. Anyway, it's a, been a great pleasure, mate. Um... To the rest of you, uh, got a, a another celebrity lined up for next week. Um, we're going to be hopefully talking about young player development and pathway stuff with uh, a legend of the game in the Northern Hemisphere. So uh, don't mess around. We'll catch up with you next week. For those players that I haven't seen in practice yet, please get down there. We're having a cracking time. I'll see you all soon.